Hello everyone, my name is Jennifer Elston. I'm an entrepreneur, a social marketer, an attorney, a vision strategist, and most importantly, I'm a mom of four. We have this one life, and I believe that the only time any of us truly have is now, and I don't want us to waste a single second. So no, you are not excused. I want to help you to ditch the overwhelm and make big mindset moves by seeing excuses as reasons for showing up in your own life. Let's change the world one candid conversation at a time. Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast world today. One of my favorite places to be. As always, I want you to pat yourself on the back because you are doing something for your own personal growth and investing time in yourself, which if you consistently do that, it's going to benefit not just you, but it's going to have a ripple effect to impact other people around you, your family, your friends, your business partners, your social media followers, and that positive effect, that benefit is going to continue to ripple outward from them as well. Energy transfers, right? So I have been sick this past week. I apologize in advance for any coughing that I do or any sort of vocal weirdness. It's a pet peeve of mine when I listen, (laughs) so I apologize. Um, we're going to go with it. We are going to go with it because I want to have a really candid conversation today. Okay. I want that every day, but today it's about the dangerous misinterpretation of a coaching topic, a theory, anti-hustle. And really an overabundance of making feel-good choices. So you might be like, what? I know. I know, right? Because over the past year or two, we have had ingrained into us that it's all about feeling good. But But let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we've had these years of hard recently. I don't think anyone can deny that. Where we were all running on anxiety and adrenaline and figuring out how to make things work. And many, many people did a great job of pivoting in the moment and doing the things they needed to, working, providing, growing, but from a place of what I suggest was really shock and trauma. You can't just stop life, school, travel, leaving your house, being around other people for any period of time and not have some form of trauma from that, of shock from that. Even if you enjoyed it like (laughs) the introvert that so many of us are, we still carried something away from that and and many still do. And then in 2022 the world kind of opened back up fully and we were expected to once again conform, get back to almost all of what we did before or how the world was before as though nothing had shifted for nearly two years. And a lot of people were in a state of confusion, exhaustion, (laughs) and shock again because we had to pivot again and that was hard. 
our bodies and minds have had to process what happened, what was happening, what was going to happen, and really do some shifting and healing. And so it looked different for for people, but you know, there was autopilot for some, treading water for others, thriving for some, excitement, just being alive and going through the motions and doing the basics for other people. A lot of excuses were made, some justified, and some just excuses on top of excuses on top of excuses because of either intentional or what I would call unconscious avoidance. They wanted to unconsciously avoid the pivot, doing what felt hard again, readjusting, re-entry. And as humans, we get really, really good at making excuses. One shift that was marketed heavily and literally made coaches multi-millionaires in a few short months or a year or two was the anti-hustle concept movement. Now, I am not pro-hustle or anti-anti-hustle. And it sounds right on its face, the base idea, the actual theory and idea. Do I think we should burn the candle at both ends and push ourselves into a mental and or physical health crisis or put undue pressure on ourselves in the name of money or success or whatever it is all of the time? Of course not. But do I think that sometimes hustle and hard work are required? I absolutely do. And I I want you to hear this. Not one coach marketing the idea of anti-hustle successfully built their own business without it. Without hustle. Without hard work. And I want you to let that sink in because it's, it's absurd It's truly absurd to me that people don't recognize that, that they think that those people coaching on this are just laying around in their PJs, um, watching Netflix all the time and barely doing any work. They put in a lot of work. They hired a team as necessary, an assistant if they needed one. They invested time and money and thought. They wrote out their ideas. They wrote books. They created programs and webinar decks and materials and they marketed it and they showed up and they put it out there and they did Facebook ads and all the things. They put in hours and hours of time to coach you on something, to coach us on something that many people then interpreted as the allowance of perpetual rest as not needing to put in time or work or making any sacrifices to get the results that they want. When you hear it like that, isn't it absurd? It's absurd that you thought that these coaches were telling you to just take a break and not do anything and just fill your cup and your soul with only the things that feel good. And if it doesn't feel good in the moment, even if you need to make a paycheck, don't do it. You know, let go of anything that makes you feel anything but comfy, cozy, and 
um, takes up your time or that sounds like work when they were actually doing work to get that message to you. (laughs) That wasn't their actual message. That was an interpretation. And really balance is key. You don't want to be burning the candle at both ends. You don't want the burnout. You don't want the crazy hamster wheel all of the time. But you can't have the opposite all of the time either unless you have a trust fund or some sort of huge passive income coming in already. Imbalance as a human and especially as, um, you know, for me as a mom and a woman and having a career and building businesses and, and wanting to do things that will benefit my family and also wanting to be with my family Imbalance is always going to happen at times. A concept of balance every day, in my opinion, is another thing that, that's really nonsense. <clears throat> it's not, it's, it's something that, that people strive for and that's why it feels so unattainable because it's just really not possible. Sometimes you're going to have more family time. Sometimes you're going to have time to rest. Sometimes you're going to have to focus more on work, career, whatever it is that you're doing for income. Sometimes you're going to have to invest in yourself and and put time into that. That is actually balance. That's having it all. That's living a balanced life. I think we can have it all. If we're realistic about what that means, equates to, requires. We cannot, as humans who actually require money to survive on this planet, because that is how this planet works currently, maybe in the future there'll be something else, but we have to pay for things. And we can't keep up this line of excuses using anti-hustle And it doesn't feel good, self-care, to avoid showing up. It doesn't feel good to me. It it doesn't bring me joy. It feels like work. I'm not aligned with showing up today. I'm all about energy and alignment, but that is not what it is. That is That is an excuse. When I'm done with X, Y, or Z, or my child gets off to college or my child graduates college or my whatever whatever it is there's always an excuse right then I'll start or get back to it we actually have to do work y'all it's not always fun some of it is and the rewards are and that's what we have to think about the results and the reward that's why we're doing it Anti-hustle was never meant to mean stop putting in consistent effort or any effort, lay around and think about what you want, but only do things that feel good, and it's just going to magically come to you. But that, unfortunately, is what the majority of people decided that it must have meant because that is what they wanted it to mean. What an awesome excuse. Let me throw my money 
that I don't have very much of because I stopped working at you, coach, to keep telling me that I shouldn't put any more work in and validate my decision to binge Netflix shows, travel and put it on a credit card, say no to everything, not do anything that doesn't feel like a restful, soul-filling thing. Nonsense. It's nonsense. They never said that. They said, stop burning yourself out. That it's consistent effort that, it's, that you need. Not continuous, grinding, mind-numbing effort. Desperate effort. But that if you put the consistent effort in over time, you will feel good about it and you will create, attract, get the results and rewards that you desire. Versus desperate hustle that's the result of you not having put in consistent effort and will burn you out. But we heard what we wanted to hear. You heard you heard that because you wanted to. Right? Anyone? We we have to stop put the brakes on that interpretation. And we really have to stop living in this uh self and ego driven mentality that was created as a result of making ourselves try to feel better about the situation, the trauma, the shock, the pivoting, the work. It always sounds better to read a book or take a bath or organize your drawers. I love organizing things. Anyone else? Love it. Or do the 27 things that you made up and say are required for your self-care or your life to run how you want it to before you do the thing that is work towards what you actually wanted to create, the results that you want. Life's always going to have work. Work in relationships. Work in career. Work on yourself, your personal development, your growth, your wellness, your health, your physical shape, whatever it is, there is work. It's like, it's part of life. It cannot be any other way because we have to live. (laughs) We have to eat. We have to have shelter. We have to have clothing. We have to provide for our children and give them a life that they deserve, not one that they get because we decided we didn't feel like showing up and we were just going to quit everything that we started until we find something that feels good and we're in a cycle of instability and lack and scarcity and now that's what we have shown our children is normal that's what they get they shouldn't ask for more and that's when we start driving that mindset 
of lack and scarcity going forward into another generation of human beings who think that that that's how life is, that it should just be hard and we shouldn't want more and we should feel bad for wanting more for ourselves, for a better result. If we can hack into that and, and start that ripple for each of you, for me, for other people, for the next generation, are those results going to be worth it? More time, more money, more joy. Because you stopped procrastinating in the name of self-care. The truth is we have a lot of people <clears throat> who are in danger of anti-hustling and self-caring themselves right into bankruptcy, right into business collapse, and never getting the results they want. I mean, y'all, we're going to self-care ourselves right into debt. <laughs> I've watched people doing it. It's self-sabotage at its finest and most rampant. And I'm not, I'm not anti-self-care. I'm not saying that. I am pro-self-care. I'm pro-surrounding yourself with people who build you up and don't tear you down. I, I am pro-growth, personal development, taking the time to pour into what makes you feel better, live better, have more confidence. I am not pro using self-care as some sort of synonym <laughs> whereby every no, every opportunity you turn down, every bit of, of work or finally digging in or choosing inspired action or any action at all is done in the name of self-care. Like I said, you're going to self-care yourselves right into bankruptcy, debt, collapse, feelings you don't want. These are choices and behaviors that we're inviting and allowing in the name of feeling good. And it's really gone on too long. We've had our time. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. Let's take action and understand what was truly meant by that. Behaviors that aren't always bad, but they're not always good. See, all behavior has a positive intention. Okay, this is, this is an NLP uh, thought practice. Even if it's bad behavior, the, the bad behaviors that you choose, you choose because you have a positive intention. <clears throat> smoking, drug use, alcoholism, harmful, but done because it makes the person feel good who's doing it. They're, that's their positive intention. They want to feel better, so they numb it. They take the drug. They drink the bottle of whiskey. They, they smoke. They, whatever it is. They check out. They, they binge the show. They... I love to read, but I know a lot of people who say, you know, they're reading all these books instead of doing any work <laughs> and it's escapism. It's escapism. 
sounds like a positive intention. It is a positive intention with a negative impact, a harmful impact. Choosing the feel good but harmful option, like ignoring your your bills, ignoring your business, ignoring your customers, ignoring your clients, ignoring your family, ignoring your problems. It's pretty common for humans. And I want to be sure that everyone understands that you are not your behavior. When one of my children makes a bad choice, that's not who they are. They're not a bad person because they made a bad choice. People are not their behaviors. And most, if not all, arguably, behavior can be changed. So you're not a morning person because it doesn't feel as good as sleep does. I tell myself that whenever I don't want to get up in the morning. Well, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm just not a morning person. I've had this excuse for years. Why am I not a morning morning person because I like sleep. It doesn't feel as good as sleep does. Recently, (laughs) I've recognized and become aware of my excuse that I have the ability to change it and that by going to bed earlier, I gain an hour of daylight in my day in the morning where I'm productive and not staying up late watching TV. We all have the tools to create whatever change we desire in our lives. We have the same opportunity to get in shape, move our bodies more, work on our health, be nicer, move up the ladder of business or financial success. We just have to uncover the resources and move ourselves into the state of mind with help. Use those outside sources where we become problem solvers, more resourceful, making things happen. It sounds hard to some of you. I know that. We can do hard things, but it really is that simple. It's really not that hard. It just requires work. And people of the anti-hustle, anti-work, anti-doing anything that doesn't feel fun, amazing, joyful, comfy, relaxing in the moment. If humanity at its beginning had adopted this mindset, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be here. We would have had no progress, you guys. It's just so absurd to me, but I understand and see how it happened. In a prior episode, we got into being at effect or being at cause, and this ties right into that. So hopefully you've listened to the episodes and you can see how they build on each other. So how do we shift out of harmful, feel-good behavior the misinterpretation of anti-hustle, the self-care, including any, anything that we choose to do or not do instead of the thing that's going to get us closer to where we want to be and into the good behavior that will also feel good Maybe not in the exact moment, but it should to some degree because you know you're taking that action and that in and of itself should, should feel good. So we do that by taking consistent inspired action, which is governed by our awareness, that magical word, driven by our vision and fueled by better thoughts. 
the thoughts that we have about the circumstance. Not that it's hard, not that it's too time consuming, it feels like a sacrifice, what you're not doing instead, fueled by better thoughts, not by ego. And ego is a really important and interesting concept I'm going to bring up quite a bit more, I think, going forward. And I had some discussions actually <clears throat> with, with some people in a, in a coaching group about this. And ego includes any emotion that is about you that impacts your thoughts, actions, results. When you are making things about you and often about what you want or how it benefits you or how you don't, um, you know, you don't want to feel a certain way. And it can also be about how you feel, how you interpret a situation, how you shift focus from the reality of the circumstance based on your ego-driven thoughts about it. So somebody turns down your, your offering or you lose a client or a customer and you make it about you instead of about the other person. I'm not good at this. I, I, I. I knew it. I knew it wouldn't work. I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I wasn't good at this. I must not be good at this. I knew whatever it is, I, 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 negative or positive, that's ego. There is a place for thinking of yourself, setting boundaries, taking care of your mental health, taking care of yourself, not allowing people to control or abuse you. That, that's not ego. You know the difference. You know the difference. I shouldn't have to explain that difference. If you're resistant to the idea or to seeing the difference and you want to say, well, I should think of myself, I would say you are living in ego right in this moment and you pr live primarily in ego. We all have and we all do at some point. But the awareness of when we are to our detriment is key to shifting out of that ego-driven mindset creating change. You are in charge of your own mind. You are. We all are. I've said it before. Dorothy, right? Click those heels. Our minds control and create our reality. That's what perception is. That's why perception is reality. Our minds control how we see something. We don't see things how they are. We see things as we are. We see what we expect to see. And we can make excuse after excuse about why it is that way, we'll stay that way, we'll never be different, why it's different for me, me, me. But the, the ability to create change lives within each one of us. We have to stop blaming something outside of ourselves for what we aren't doing or don't like in our world. We have to stop looking for excuses to latch onto and say, well, that's awesome, anti-hustle, I never wanted to work anyway, I guess I'll just stop doing that. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. It's a very powerful thing to know and act with the knowledge that we are 100% responsible for ourselves. We are 100% in charge of our results, which stem from our thoughts about whatever the thing, the circumstance is. And so many times we self-sabotage and block possibility. Or as I read and loved in a post that my friend and in Coach Susan Hyatt shared, we block our blessings all of the time. We block our blessings, many times unconsciously, but always through our choice in behavior. <clears throat> Stemming from our thoughts. 
Results are blocked through our unconscious mind. We don't usually consciously block them. Sometimes we do, but usually not. And if we're continually providing excuses why we don't do or achieve something, and then we belittle or abuse ourselves because we didn't do or achieve the thing, we have to ask ourselves, do we actually want that thing? Do we really want it? Or are we going to allow this cycle to continue where we unconsciously stop setting goals or even attempting to do the thing? The conscious mind will always ask why you don't do or why you do or why you act this way. The unconscious mind already knows. There, you already know inside why. You have to face it. That's hard. It's hard. So we block it down. We block it down. We stick our head in the sand. We, we avoid. We can do hard things. Glennon Doyle, one of my faves. So you really have to decide. Like I talked about on the last podcast episode, you got to get clear and stop confusing the universe as to what it is that you actually want. Give yourself clear instructions to take action with good energy and attitude and the rest will follow towards the result that you want. Give yourself clear instructions to take action with good energy and attitude and the rest is going to follow. So I'm going to give you a challenge as we wrap it up here today, this conversation. I've loved it. <clears throat> and I do, if you if you've got something from this, I would love for you to send me a message. I love, love, love getting your messages about how you have been positively impacted or found value in something that I've talked about. Like I said, I never coach about or talk about things I haven't lived. <laughs> lived experiences. So challenge, identify and write down or say out loud something you want to achieve. It could be a mindset shift, something you want to do in business, something for yourself, for your family, something that maybe you think isn't possible. It could even be, I'm not a morning person. (laughs) Something that you talk yourself out of on the regular because it hasn't worked before. It seems too far away. Somebody told you that that was a crazy dream, that it doesn't work for most people, or you simply don't want to say it out loud for fear that you will either have to work towards it and work is hard, or you don't want to feel the emotion of disappointment if it doesn't happen when and how you think it should. We don't admit things we want Because we're afraid that if we put in the work towards those things and it doesn't happen, we will feel a feeling we don't want to feel. Imagine if we banished that thought. So go ahead. Do it now. As soon as you hop off this podcast, don't hop off just yet. But as soon as you, you're probably going to have something in your gut that has popped up for you right now. Go ahead and write it while you're listening even. Then I want you for one week, I want you to make a conscious effort to be in a positive energy state and aware, that magical, magical word, of people, situations, events, things that are happening happening that are impacting that energy state, what your energy state is at any given time, do self-checks on yourself, purposely flip it, 
and say, nope, I'm not having that thought and aware of the excuses you make as you make them. That is an excuse. Stop. Eh, Wrong. And shift. Look at how many times you make a decision because it feels good, even if it's harmful, not just in the moment, but compounded over time. When you feel yourself fall into ego and are wallowing in feelings and emotions and using them as excuses or reacting to them in a way that will hinder the results that you want or give you the opposite result from what you want, be aware of that. Write that down or or keep it, catalog it till you can write it down. It's going to happen a lot when you can't just write it down. You can't just But if someone gives you a no or a client or customer cancels or or doesn't order and doesn't respond to you or somebody doesn't respond to you in the way that you wanted, instead of getting in your feelings and saying, I knew it, this isn't working, it's not going to work, I'm terrible at this, I'm not meant to do this, I'm not qualified, I am not enough, and talking yourself into why it won't work so that you don't have to put in any more work. Stop yourself. Sounds familiar, right? How many times do you tell yourself and justify why something won't work so that you don't have to put in work in that moment regularly, consistently, or anymore? Nip it in the bud. It's that simple. It's not going to be easy. Life is hard. Work is hard. Things are hard. Somebody tells you it's easy. They're lying to you. But if you can practice staying in inspired activity and moving to the next person, to the next customer, to the next right action towards your goal, desired result, vision, doing this mindfully only, journaling it, writing it down. If you can practice awareness and control your energy, everything is energy. It responds. When you do this over the course of a week and then you continue that on your positive energetic state will help you to create those mindset moves that will keep you fueled and going in the right direction towards the result that you want towards the vision towards the goal you will start to attract situations people results that are aligned with what you want more of not just with what you want to feel in the moment or not feel as the case may be an abundance of the right things. And I believe that inside of this week, if you actually do this, if you keep your energy in a state that's going to attract the things that you want, you will see a change. You see what can happen inside of a week for you. How powerful you are going to feel when you start to take responsibility for your outcomes and you start smashing your excuses. Thank you so much for listening today. It is an honor that you share your time with me, truly. And I hope that you share this podcast with people important to you who need to hear it. Please follow or subscribe to the show where you listen to your podcast. That would mean the world to me. And you can hop over to Instagram and follow me there for some free tools that I'm going to be sharing at I am Jen Elston with two N's on Jen. And of course, join me right here next week on You Are Not Excused.